Hi, I'm Brooke Spate and I'm back again with episode four of Regen for a new future. Our aim with this podcast series is to speak with SAP leaders and partners in an effort to gain some understanding of the world of work in the current economic, business and political climate. We'll do our best to try and ease some of the anxieties and challenges that we're all facing during these turbulent times. Last time around, we spoke with Senior Director of Communications, Paula Warmer, on how she maintains her work-life balance while struggling a career and a family. On this episode, I sit down for a catch-up with Esperanza Valbuena, Vice President of Mid-Market Digital Sales in EMEA South, who I actually met earlier this year in Barcelona for an internal mid-market event. We've got a chance to catch up about why and how SAP employees and partners can recruit and retain the best young talent. Let's get started. Hi Esperanza, it's so lovely to see you again. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice to meet you again. Now far away and missing you. <laughs> I know, I know. Right, let's jump into it. So you started your career off in Colombia, which I know. Could you tell us a little bit about your early career? Yeah, I've been in sales all my lifetime. But believe me, I study to become an engineer and to develop software. So I don't understand how I ended up selling for so many years. <laughs> So this is something that I enjoy very much and um, working with small and medium customers and working with partners. So, so that it's a big part of my, my career and my profession. And I remember that I started as an intern. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, recently we have the Interns Day and I was sharing this with them and say, it's an amazing way to start your career because it's um, how you get in touch with big corporations and understand uh, if you really fit and how and where uh, your journey will go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've learned so much in the last year. I hadn't even heard of SAP a year and a half ago. So yeah, uh, it's interesting to hear that you started out as an intern just like me. But how do you think recruitment specifically has changed since you started out in the technology industry back then? Yeah, back then, I have to tell you, it was um, like a single profile. In a way, we all look alike, same universities, a similar kind of a look and feel even, a way of thinking. And so it was very uh, consistent. And uh, you, you really were looking for brilliant, brilliant people that were eager to work, that were eager to achieve uh, their objectives. But honestly, besides uh, some females that by mistake we get into, we all look alike. We think very consistently, you know. So when you were recruiting, the recruiter has a, a profile to go and it will almost look, look the same. Today, the situation had changed uh, dramatically. First and foremost, because the interest of this young generation differ in big time to what it was years ago. I remember that we used to talk to people that wants to do their entire career in a single company and starting and then going and moving up the hill. Today, the interests in that sense are different. People want to, to learn from different companies, are not necessarily interested in spending their whole career life in one single organization. No? So that, that is a, a big difference. And, and the other thing that it's, relevant to consider when we're recruiting it. Years ago, your interests were mostly related to financials. So how much I'm going to earn to solidify my basic needs and then to continue growing as a professional. Today, 
things have changed in the fact that people really are looking, youngers are really looking for a sense of belonging related to purpose. So what that does company is really looking after. And if that purpose and vision of that company really connect with my personal interest. And uh, we have to recognize that as an organization when we are looking for people. The, the young generation really connects to the sense of purpose, to the vision of the organizations, and, and not only to fulfill a, a salary or to fulfill an income, but really to be able to achieve and align the interest uh, that the individual has and those interests connected to a major goodwill that the corporation are looking after. So this is very tricky, very important to consider when we're looking for talent. I completely agree. There's so many more factors in in seeking a job. So if we fast forward to this year, could you tell us a little bit more about the makeup of your team in Barcelona and you know the office atmosphere in general? Yeah. You were with us, right? So yes. you really <laughs> had a great opportunity to fill in. This is something that I, I'm I'm so happy to to be part of this experience. You know, this is around like 300, 300 uh, plus people in the digital hub location here in Barcelona. Nicely, evenly distributed between male and females, almost 50-50. Not only in the professional positions, but also in the leadership positions. More than 20 nationalities. So you you were walking through the L, right? And you start to hear people talking in Turkish, Swedish. Mm, I sat with some Dutch people. French, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. That's it. So, so that, that is a very international environment. And also from an age perspective, right? It was you have like the 22 years old till they like me, no, over 50s. So um <laughs> that, that is very interesting. And also the cultural perspective, the backgrounds, right? These people coming, not, not people that live here in Barcelona, but really people that we're bringing from their home countries to be with us here. And that is absolutely creating a new space, a new scenario of multicultural people coming from different, uh, not only professional, but personal backgrounds. And that is uh, very rich. In that way, we have a great opportunity to provide different points of view, to learn from each other. So I would truly say this is a real example of a diverse workforce in, in a single location. Yeah. So you've, you've touched upon why it may be an enjoyable environment from the individual's perspective, but why is it so important for an organisation to have such a diverse workforce? First and foremost, we, we are right now in our industry, the IT industry is totally dependable on people. The key asset, the value proposition that we bring to our customers is totally built up on the talent, on the knowledge the capacity of our people. So we depend on having the right people working with us to be successful. And right now, there is a scarcity of talent and resources to look after. So um, if we only look for our talent and our people in one single pot, I mean by people that look alike exactly the same, you basically, as an entrepreneur, as the responsible of a, of a company or an organization, as our partners are, are limiting yourself on where to look after uh, great talent. So, so number one is you have to open your frontiers and start looking for talent in different places, with different backgrounds, in different cultures. So that automatically allows us you to have a bigger universe 
of pool of people that you can look after. That that is number one. But number two, uh, and is this is very relevant, the different perspectives people can bring to solve issues, to look for alternatives on how to execute an activity, a job, a mission, a responsibility is relevant. So the combination, the combination of where you are going to look for resources, plus bringing more value to the way you are solving the problem, it's very important. This is why companies are looking for diversity. And I think obviously diversity has a connotation related to to do the right things for the community you're looking and working in. But it is also about a business reason. As an organization, we need to look to the, for the right talent, but we need to put it on, on a context that they can bring the best of themselves. So uh, when, when you take a decision to have a diverse organization, you also have to be very provocative and intentional on creating an environment that will allow uh, these individuals to be the best, to be themselves, uh, because this is what you're looking from them and for them to provide their authentic ideas and that authentic way of doing things. At the end, uh, the combination of their background, the combination of the way they look at the problems will allow us all to find more creative ways to do our missions and to achieve our goals. So if, if, if you think as an entrepreneur, it's, it's okay, I have now the opportunity to go to a wider, wider pools of potential candidates. If I'm opening and, and looking not only for the typical profile of people that can perform the job, and also the additional talent when you combine different point of view, different ways of doing things. Just look at the way you try to solve a problem and the way I will try to solve a problem with our different experiences and backgrounds is going to drive um, bigger value to the organizations. So when we're talking about diversity, we also have to think about what is the business reason and why as a company, as an organization, I should be doing this. And what are the implications? Because it's not only about taking the decision that uh, you're going to look for different profiles to bring to your teams, but you also have to be prepared to do the right things for them, to make them included, to create an environment of belonging. If not, you're just bringing people from different backgrounds, but you're not pulling the best of each one working together. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's easy enough to hire someone as like a diversity hire and to be able to tick that box and think, yes, SAP are a a diverse workforce because they've got this, this and this. They've ticked all these boxes. But to get the right people for the right jobs, from, from what you're saying, just widen the pool and look, seek skills and seek diversity in thinking. And, and, and that's how what you would say is, is the best way to, is to balance like, that diversity with the representation and driving a really efficient workforce. And also because, Brooke, look, we, we, we are serving a marketplace that also is diverse, right? And let me use this as an example. The, the marketplace... From a generation perspective, it's changing. The entrepreneurs of today are very young people. So if we if we also are not prepared to mirror the market that we're serving and the talented people that we have in our organization, we're losing that opportunity to better connect, to be more empathic to that marketplace. So look, we, ha- we are looking for different reasons and our business reason of why diversity is, is becoming so relevant for the organization from an 
business perspective as well. Do you ever think that perhaps too much diversity can be disruptive? So say you've got somewhere over in Germany has one way of thinking, working with someone in South Africa and the, the neurodiversity, how, how do we get these people to kind of work together efficiently? Is that a disruptive way of working? <laughs> and this is why I was saying you have to be deliberate. Uh, yeah. You have to do it is on purpose. In, in Spanish, we say uh, that, that you really have to have the intention, right? The, the clear intention of doing it. Why? Because it requires, by itself, it brings challenges. If you don't build this as part of your corporate strategy, in a very concrete way, facilitate that the right conversations and the right interactions happen. Yeah, it's faster when everybody agrees from moment zero in everything, <laughs> for sure. There is no way. That is the easy part. If everybody says, yes, it's just perfect, let's do it. Uh, you have a team aligned immediately. But you're losing the beauty of the perspective, the beauty of different ideas or what should we try this? I have done this in the past. What if we think about this end customer that has a different profile, how we approach it in a different way? You are trying to do the thing that you have done for the last 20 years with a customer that is different today. It is a challenge. It's much more easy to, to, to do the things in one way. But when, when you are bringing perspective, you're bringing a different approach. For sure, you're going to be more effective because in a small group of, of people, you're going to be able to identify different options. What if, what if, what if? And, and that what if will allow you to create different scenarios in front of that end customer that make us more empathic, more aligned to what they're looking after. And I will repeat this again. It has to be part of uh, the corporate strategy because uh, we have to understand that when you bring a different profile, different perspective, this group of people also require to be supported differently. So when we're talking about HR policies, when we are talking about uh, working environments, uh, locations, it should be considered as part of the overall strategy. And again, you, you, you need to have policies that embrace respect and trust and that, that really create an, an environment of inclusion where everybody, uh, everybody feels value for who they are or what they bring to the table, not for the background, color of the skin, country that they do belong. So um, we as, as organizations need to be prepared to create and facilitate that those interactions are valuable, are respectful, and at the end, useful for a greater good mm -hmm. for us all together to, to bring something that is much better for our customers that have consideration of different point of view and way of, of, of looking to the same uh, problem, right? And if that's the mindset that's kind of reflected from sort of top down, then we're all good. <laughs> Great point, Brooke. You, you really get into, into, the, into the topic, right? It is what we call growth mindset. Right? You have to be open. You have to, to be open and value and appreciate uh, opinions. You have to listen but also as leaders, we have to create that environment and facilitate that environment. This, this is not going to happen by magic. So on purpose, you have to build up the policies, to build up the processes that support that this environment really is in there for everybody and that we can benefit as individuals, but also as a company and, and obviously for our 
uh, customers in the marketplace. So important for, for a multinational company. Speaking of that, so we know there's a massive global fight uh, around talent. So how do you best prepare your team to welcome and retain these new recruits? And what supports does SAP have in place to ensure that these new starters feel like part of the SAP family from, from the start? This is a learning process, uh, Brooke, and we have made so many mistakes. But the point is, this is really to learn from them and uh, take the actions and uh, start back again. But starting from the pure recruitment interviews, mm-hmm. we, we have to do it different. You, you have to showcase and, and, and share with the potential candidates the environments that we, we work. Um, you know, we invite them to come here and see. We leverage a lot of our own people to go for for conversations and talking into the universities that we are recruiting and bringing young talent into us. So um, uh, we, we open up to the whole potential community of, uh, of, of talent to be brought who we are by leveraging our own people. Uh, so, so the best people to talk about who we are, how we work, and to attract these talented people is our own talented people. Mm-hmm. So we created a program that we call it the Ambassadors Program. And, and this is a group of young, talented people that it's, it's willing to talk about their own and personal experience leaving the environment of the Barcelona Digital Hub and um, becoming also um, bodies supportive of, of the people coming. From day one, uh, we share our values and, and we share how we respect the opinion and not only respect, value the opinion of everybody uh, that joins us and that is willing to be part of this uh, big family. So um, again, I, I would say that uh, what we have learned a lot is from hearing from our own teams what we did well during the process of recruitment, where we really did, did not, and how they they became broadcasters and sponsors to to attract these young or not even young as new people coming to the organization. The the body is is a very important person because when you arrive to this organization, really handholding. And helping you feel comfortable, navigate the complexity of an organization is, is, is very relevant. So we, we leverage our own people to be the body of the newcomers, to be the reference of the newcomers and help them feel welcome. And uh, also that helps accelerate the learning, the cure learning for the individuals joining us. I don't know what I would have done without like my body and my mentors as well. I think in that in those first those first six months was what really got me got me through learning. I mean, SAPs are a whole new world and all the lingo and all the different um, the softwares. So I completely agree with that. But we are also very provo- provocative on, on creating spaces uh, for networking. Huh? Yeah. Not only working spaces, but also leisure spaces. So opportunities to to have open conversation, take a coffee and share experiences. Even um, we are very concerned about this work, work-life balance approach. So, so providing spaces where they can even have social activities or sports activities is, is relevant. So, so we encourage and create activities and initiatives that provide our entire community with the spaces outside the regular work effort to strengthen building relationships, getting to know better and uh, really solidifying that community, that connections. Because also in these companies, building the right network 
of colleagues that will be supporting your journey, but then you yourself doing that afterwards with the newcomers, it is an interesting dynamic that is part of regular life that we have been able to build up in, in, in the community here in the Barcelona Hub. I think even the, the layout and the setup of the Barcelona office, from my experience, really encouraged a lot of socialisation. And yeah, I, I remember walking through one of the kitchens, one of the many kitchens, and there's like a, a Jenga a Jenga set on the table, just for like a bit of fun when you're taking five minutes out or you're, you know, getting to know um, a new buddy or a mentor or whatever. So I... I, that was something that really stuck out to me. And another thing, actually, was Kathleen Muller, amazing woman, your equivalent in the Emir North side. She'd set up this wall where you could, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, you could put up a little post-it note and mention someone that you really appreciated that day. And I just think that kind of attitude as a young person is, I want to be part of that world. I want to be a part of a company if this is the way that they encourage us all to work together. So yeah, that was really stuck out to me. I'm happy to hear that because um, having your feedback as a young talent that, that these resonate to you is, is really what we're looking and, and, and working for, right? So, but, but we have to be consistently receiving the feedback and being open to understand what uh, tunes we need to do uh, in this journey, because uh, again, this is a, a learning journey on, on how to, to retain the longer, the better. We know yes. that uh, <laughs> this generation is not going to stay forever as my generation used to do that, but um, really to, to make a feel and create a, a comfortable environment for everybody to perform at the best. So, so we, we really believe that if we replace this environment, what we are going to reach is also high performance team, high performance team that brings the best of each one because we are eager to listen from each other open to different opinions ideas and we can welcome all those connected them and create something that is um, amazing and innovative and creative uh, moving forward so i'm happy to hear that this resonates but let me tell you a, a little secret the location the way the location was set up as part of the design team our own people who participated. So it was the team telling, it is important to have this setting here. I need a setting of collaboration. So it was not like just bringing a design firm, an architect firm, but that our own people was uh, actively participating on ideas, on what works to make us create a space that facilitate working together better. A hundred percent agree. So um, just to finish off this podcast episode today, I'd love to ask you, what advice would you give to someone like me in early talent, just starting out in the industry? What would you tell me if there's one one piece of advice you'd give? This is um, an opportunity moment for, for young, young, talented people. When you choose correctly what you want to do and when you, when you align your personal interests with the interests of an organization and those get connected is where you, you get the most of you. So um, what I will say to young, young talents, and, and I don't think I have to say, I think it's part of, of your nature, is take the risk, learn a lot, really understand how to connect to each other, be open to new experiences. What I love from this new generation is that diversity is part of you guys. I, I think sometimes we have to, to talk about diversity more on the older generation, but I think that the fact that the social networks connect people from so many different backgrounds and that you are open to connect and to share uh, really prepare yourself to be 
uh, more agile in these new environments of, of learning from each other, on respecting the point of view of, of everybody, and, and building your own growth path, taking the best from those different uh, uh, perspectives. Also, networking is crucial. Again, you are set up for networking. You, you, you don't think about it, but, but you guys are in the era of the networking. And find your mentors, find your people that are going to help you on the way to go and uh, create your career. And for our partner, for the companies that has these organizations and they're looking for talent, what I would say is um, integrate as part of your corporate strategy the importance of diversity. But what I, I really and strongly suggest is integrate as part of your corporate strategy the concept of diversity and inclusion. It's critical for companies to get access to the right talent at the right time and get the best of them and integrate this uh, opportunity to have a different point of view, people with different backgrounds, gender, cultural aspects, countries, ages, junior. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing what that can bring to you. So today, when, when we're recruiting people, more than recruiting the best fit from an skill, individual skill isolated view, what we're doing today is assess the teams that you have and see what profile will complement in a way that I get the most from different perspectives. Uh, sometimes you can have the best person from an individual perspective with the best skills, but not necessarily is the person that will help you think different because it could be a person that is almost uh, in the same profile as the as the people that you have in your team. So for us as leaders, we, we have an, a new dimension to think. It's not only to bring the best person that will fit this need, but also how it complements with the rest of the team. It's really somebody would, that would bring another point of view, another experience, another way of solving problems. And this is why I'm saying that this has to be connected into the strategy, into the corporate strategy. Because when we are hiring people, we have to consider diversity and inclusion as part of it uh, to become better prepared for the marketplace that we have to serve today. We are mirroring how that marketplace is, is composed and uh, we can uh, deliver more and more effective value to everybody. And by the way, it's going to be a much more amazing environment and places to work in. So to use our unique perspective to perhaps challenge some of the the older mindsets, I think that as a young person, that's the best thing you can do to a brand new team is to really challenge what's been already done to find that better way, to find that more efficient way to, to lead you to success. I completely agree. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for speaking to me today, Esperanza. And I look forward to uh, to meeting you again, hopefully sometime uh, soon in Barcelona. Thank you, Brooke. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be today with you. Open for any uh, advice or question that any of the people that are here in this podcast uh, will have. So thank you very much and uh, see you soon. It was great to catch up with Esperanza. I'm so grateful she was able to share her insight on young talent recruitment. Don't forget to follow the series on your favorite podcast app. And if you've enjoyed the show, then please do give us a positive rating and review. But for now, it's goodbye from me, Brooke Spate. Thank you for listening.